Welcome into an imperfect pour. Today we're uh, playing with something a little different. We're playing with port, and if you don't know what port is, port is a fortified wine. This is one of those gray zones in the world because, as far as how um, all of Europe looks at it, if it's a true port, it has to be from Portugal. We Americans, we look at things differently. Um, when when Europe decided to say that things like champagne can only be made in France and port can only be made in Portugal. America was in the middle of prohibition, so we um, we didn't care, so we didn't sign along this. And now we make our own alcohol again. So yes, there can be an American port, there could be American champagne. It's a bit of a gray zone, but we'll get to that as it goes on. For the most part, a port is from the dual valley of Portugal, and the government must sanctify that the grapes are good enough for that year to be made into a fortified wine. There are really there, there are a number of types of ports of wine, but what you really need to focus on is tawny and vintage. And for those in the whiskey world, I'm going to break it down to you as if, you know, you would understand whiskey terms. A tawny, well, that's just a blend. A vintage, that's single barrel. If you look at it from that way, you're, you're going to be pretty much set. So with that said, I think we were uh, going to try our first round here. Before we do that, let me get to who's at the table. Today's table, we've got Aaron, Missy, Randy, Stephen, Jeff, Derek, Michael, and I'm still Chris. So with that, take a shit again. Yeah, take, yeah, yeah, take a shit again. <laughs> Skull. I appreciate that you spelled my name right this time. I'll change the tape on the next round so that it says something different. Hmm. I know it sounds like Derek, kind of. Never mind. So, uh, what are you guys getting out of this first sips here? Grapes. Thank you, Derek. I knew I can get that from you. Uh, anyone else have uh, some initial notes here that they're they're getting? On the nose, I'm getting kind of a plum kind of smell. Fresh plums. It's kind of very pleasant. Yeah, again, these are fortified, so that means there's some sugar in this. So we're definitely going to have a lot of fruit forward sucrose. Nothing too surprising. I have a feeling that we're actually going to have to really dig into the minutia of these to, to really gain what, uh, what might differentiate between these. When we get through to rating, uh, well, I might ask if you think it's a tawny or a vintage, but I'm not sure it's going to really matter that much as this goes along. Derek, you want to add some more to it? I'm going to say it now so I don't say it for every single one of these. I always think of raisins when I drink ports. And I feel like I'm wrong, but that's what I think whenever I taste them. Okay. So let, let's let's see if... I have a feeling this one's going to be a very lower descript term, especially when it comes to a blind taste, but... So... So I, f I feel like this port, compared to a lot of other ports, aren't isn't quite as punchy. Um, I think I'm getting a lot more um, drinkability. Usually when I when I go uh, and, and I'm out and I have something, <clears throat> something like usually it's a tawny, which is what most carry because uh, it's easier to find. Uh, it tends to be pretty poignant and kind of really linger and stay with you. I felt like this one was was actually fairly clean. While there's uh, uh, the fortified sugar kind of leaves a coating on the tongue, um, I, I feel like the flavor actually melts away pretty quickly. 
uh, and doesn't last too long. And I, I kind of appreciate that, which allows me to to enjoy it at, at my speed rather than kind of being forced into kind of a very slow, deliberate pace, which you tend to find um, with uh, older tawnies. So we'll, we'll get into trying to guess if you think this is a tawny or a vintage. I'm not sure it's going to matter that much. Um, but like, again, I, I'm going to use a lot of these whiskey comparisons. These ports are, of course, all aged. And unlike whiskey, they aren't actually saying, like, if you find a, a whiskey that says it's a 30-year, well, that means that the youngest whiskey inside is 30 years old. When it comes to port, they give a year that they think it's going to taste like. Like, they think this should taste like it's 10 years old. Yeah. Rather That's, so, yeah. So, seems a little odd, but... Seems like false advertising. It's Well, and actually, for the most part, they actually will have to use a lot of older grapes and older vines to make things taste younger. Because a lot of the high sugar stuff, you know, hits you at the first part. It, the whole thing's a little strange, but... So, for most things, it's like a 10-year, 20-year, 40-year. Yeah, and like I said, the... I have a feeling that by the time we get towards the end of this, we're going to be a little more, um, a little closer to being experts upon upon the flavor profiles. Has anyone tried pairing this with a, one of the chocolates that's sitting out in front of us? Um, I've tried it with milk chocolate, and that didn't seem like a, a, an amazing pairing yet. Um, I, I haven't stepped into the dark chocolate world yet, but it, just at, at first, it, it didn't feel like it was an amazing balance to milk chocolate for me. Any other thoughts on, on pairing with chocolates? Michael, you want to... Uh, I haven't done any thoughts at all yet. Okay. <coughs> Michael has still yet to have his first thought. You could tell that's a We're great still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of on the nose, I, I first I got that plum, uh, but I also get a bit of a, a black cherry kind of in there, like a darker, sweeter cherry. Uh, Taste-wise, I definitely got some of those same notes I was getting on the nose, but... I kind of feel like it had a lot of plum or almost like grape peel, like that tanniny, slightly bitter flavor in it. Um, <clears throat> and it's it's a bit thin. Um, with a lot of the ports I've tried, they have a bit of a, a jammy, syrupy texture. If you swirl it in the glass, it's going to have some legs on it. Um, this one kind of tastes and looks a little on the, the thin side. Uh, afterwards, it's kind of warm and soft and a little bit juice-like. Uh, All right. I did try it with dark chocolate to get back to his question, and I thought it paired really nicely. Okay. Jeff, we haven't heard from you yet. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'll definitely chime on this one because I'm very, very new to ports. This is the first port that I've actually ever had and haven't been the biggest uh, wine enthusiast in my life. So I'm mostly coming from a whiskey background here. Um, obviously, compared to that, this is gonna is very smooth, very easy drinking, and I'm not quite sure if that's typical of all ports, but it's definitely true of this one. Um, and I was gonna try to make a joke here, but no, I can come very serious because this is really, really good. Um, you know, I'd love drinking this after a meal. What what it reminds me of is some of those early notes. What I what uh, some of the guys were saying about plum, I, to me, it almost, when I really tried to dig into that, somebody mentioned raisins, and I started to think, you know what, I think I might just be confusing those two flavors, because what it made me think of was the cherry raisin, almost uh, one of those, like, trail mix when you get past, like, the nuts and stuff, that other end of it, that I thought it tasted uh, kind of delicious, like, when you strip away those other things. So it would probably pair well, especially with dark chocolate. So what you're saying is strip away the nuts and it goes down easier? That's what I got out of what you said. 
No one else got that? Okay. You're not you're not allowed to dilute things anymore, Chris. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, we tried this. We we voted. Okay. I'm not allowed to make puns. Good luck trying to stop me. Speaking of puns, Aaron, what you got? Anything else over there? Um, now that now, now that I've tasted it, um, I definitely got some plum on the nose. Um, this reminds me of the figs that I grew up with in my backyard. Um, they're Turkish figs, super good. Um, like it kind of took me back to like a summer evening, just eating fresh figs. It was delightful. Okay, we haven't got you yet, Missy. You got anything you want to say? Yeah, I want to add on to that cherry note and that trail mix note. I thought it tasted like dried, sorry, I thought it tasted like dried bean cherries, if anyone's had those. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Randy, what you got over there? So I actually kind of go on the same taste that Aaron's going with. Not quite figs, but actually I think dates are a better way to describe it. Has a bit more of that viney flavor, a little bit of earthiness to it, and then that sweet and that I almost want to say bitter to it. That I like. Hmm. You like dates, right? Yes. Like fibrous. Okay, I have a question for everybody. Yeah. I, I'm going crazy here, but yes. underneath all of the, in a different way, but underneath all of the like plum and sweet fruity smells I'm getting. It also smells kind of like celery to me. That's what I was getting at with like the fibrous. Yeah, it smells like almost like celery-like, like a stalk of celery. It's driving me crazy, but it, I just in the smell, not in the flavor. I think now that means I you're a serial killer. I'm. I well, I only smelled that when I kind of put my nose on the edge of the glass. Um, when I pull it, put it really deep in, that was where I really get the plum. I'm not trying to like derail anything here, but no. it just it, no. it's the weirdest thing to me. I just I'm smelling celery. I don't like celery, but I like this. Okay, you're not wrong. The the nose is a little odd to this. It's the the taste is completely different from what it is as we get it down. But yeah, huh. that's a weird feature of this. It's part of the reason why I wanted to do a, a poor tasting because I this is really. A drastic change for most of us, but not one that we're going to be like, oh god, this is horrible. So I think this might be a very interesting uh, like show. Mulches. So with that <laughs> said, uh, let, let's make our way around the table and uh, give me a one through five, and I don't know, just let me know if you think it might be kind of a, a tawny or a uh, or a vintage. And Aaron, we're starting with you. Oh boy, I have um, I haven't had that many ports, maybe one one or two in my life. It's hard to rate this. Um, I would give it. Let's. It was really nice to drink, so I'm gonna go with that, that like a solid four. Like it was really nice. I definitely have this after a meal. Um, as far as a tawny or a, as far as a tawny or a what was it? What was the other one? Vintage. Vintage. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with tawny. Okay. Keeping our way around the table, Missy. What's your uh, one through five and? I guess try to make a guess, see if you can kind of figure out if it's blended or vintage. I'm going to give it a, a solid three, a sort of average. Not bad. Um, and I'm going to go with vintage because that's more like the single barrel mm -hmm. comparatively. And I felt like it was um, not very complex, which is common of... Am I wrong? No. That, so, no. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Which, which is common of things that are only with uh, the single note or whatever. Which is always so interesting because, uh, especially in the whiskey world, mm -hmm. a lot of people tend to put a higher value on, like, the single malt 
for over a blend. But it's actually the complexity of blends that make them more palatable to the average person. That's the thing. Yeah, a blend they can make it seem a certain way. So it, it, it tends to go both ways. So some people, most people, tend to think that they're they're better than that. They can taste everything else. We'll save that for another show. Randy, what you what what are you thinking? I give it a solid three. <clears throat> um, it, it's sharp. It's not really offensive. Um, but it doesn't have like super special characteristics. I think it's a Tawny. You're calling this the CNN of ports. Okay. I was going to say you know, more like the, you know, red label or black label of Johnny Walker, but it's not offensive, it's not amazing, but you can drink it. Okay. Steven, what do you what do you think over there? So, I, I found it to not be too cloyingly sweet, which is usually one of the, the big downsides of uh, of of ports in general, so uh, I really appreciate kind of how how easy drinking it is, um, and and so for me that's a, that's more of a four, and, and I think I'm going vintage uh, on this. All right, so we're getting tawny vintage, tawny vintage. Jeff, what do you think? I just wanted to disagree with Randy. Whatever he picked, I picked the opposite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're siblings. It happens. Oh, okay, what is a tawny? What is a vintage? Blended <laughs> <laughs> single. Blended is tawny. Different grapes from different places. Different grapes from different places. Grapes from one place, right? One estate. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, yeah, I'm not going to be able to place it with a tawny I, or vintage. I have no idea, honestly, where it's going to fall in that regard. This I've is literally the first low. one I've had. I will say, if uh, you're coming from a different background, this is probably a fantastic introduction into pours because I liked it a lot. Um, I, I'm giving it a four only because I could see room for it to have a few more complex notes and stuff to it. I, I would imagine that there's probably a little bit more that can be done having had some at least pretty decent wines in the past, but... No, a really, really solid thing. All right. On to Derek. Oh, you all giving him solid numbers. I'm going to give it a soft three, because I don't really, I don't feel very confident with that score. But I'm going to say three. And this is a delicious vintage tawny. <laughs> all right. Well, just stop asking that question. I understand how you guys are going to guess so tawny. Well. I'm going to guess it's tawny. You think it's a tawny? I'm going to guess it's tawny. <clears throat> okay. Michael? Um, I like port quite a bit. I don't drink it as often as I might like, but um, I give this one a three. Um, <clears throat> it was pretty, pal pretty pretty palatable, but it was missing a few of those things I like. Some of my ports to be a little more um, <clears throat> potent, a little bit more of a cordial kind of feel, and um, I didn't like that tannin grape peel flavor I was getting on the back end. So I give it a three because it was enjoyable, but otherwise... I can, we can do better. Okay. I think this means it's a good place for us to pause and move on to the next one. Mm. Now we're back to round two. <laughs> we'll see how awkward this night gets. It's a problem with uh, having so few families at the same table tasting. Anyways, on to number two. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, no tasting families. <laughs> Too many siblings here. Uh, That's another show. <laughs> so I think everyone has noticed out, out the gate that uh, number two is definitely a darker color um, don't worry I won't discriminate looks uh, darkest person is it better that he's the darkest one in this group <laughs> I, I don't think it's best for us to actually like 
make a comment about it. <laughs> um, Don't look over your shoulder before you say anything. That said, cheers. Drink. Cheers. Skull. Good, good luck trying this one. Yeah, skull. Ooh. I will say that I have kept these out of order, so it's not likely that we're going to have similar things time in and time out. I want to make sure that everyone kind of gets a chance to taste and try different sets of ports here. Mm. This is definitely different from how the first one went. We won't. Uh, I won't go into any reviews yet because it doesn't make much sense for me, who knows what they are, to review that much. Lots of uh, pen scribbling, lots of people going back in for a second taste here. Anyone think they've got some notes they want to throw out first? Go ahead, Derek. It tastes like toffee. Like toffee. Toffee with a T to make sure that, that that's a similar sound to coffee, but toffee. I thought it, you were saying like loffee or something. No. <laughs> um, it's... It tastes kind of like toffee to me. It's it's kind of almost like buttery in its sweetness. So, a little thicker to me. A little uh, heavier on the tongue. Okay. I, I'm going to say, at least to myself, this is less fruit and sweet forward. But I'm not sure about that. Randy looks like he wants to say something or correct me. <clears throat> I've got tastings of it. Um... The first thing I kind of get, and is probably going to end up to, as a flavor, but I get that like mentally cherry medicine flavor. It's nice thick and syrupy flavor with it, and then like I, I was like sniffing and I get like wheat, and then when you like taste it, I get that tart and like chalky feeling, like it's over like your taste buds are tasting too much, and then it was like Nyquil. I think initially uh, Missy couldn't shake her head loud enough for people to hear, but it looks like she was agreeing with you. Yes, it's it's pretty medicinal. Okay. You have any other notes other than medicinal since you started up by force? Uh, yeah, I feel like it has it's sort of tart cherry, little syrupy, which is very reminiscent of uh, cherry cough syrup, um, and it has a very tangy aftertaste. All right. We're kind of jumping around on this one. Who else is ready for some words? Michael's looking at me like he's got ready for words. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so much medicinal. I actually thought it was very reminiscent of a brandy cherry. Um, just very sweet, very potent, uh, a little bit syrupy, kind of jammy. And then kind of on the back end, I got kind of a an overly dark chocolate, like when you get a chocolate bar that's like 90 95% cacao, and it has that powderiness to it you get from having that much dark chocolate that much cocoa in something that's kind of what i was getting with that uh, that peppery dry sensation on the back of your tongue um this one is a uh, much more of a just a little past ruby almost into a purpley color um and it's a bit thicker and it has some legs on it if you uh kind of take a look at it but does that's it, my does it know how to use them you tell me take a drink take two Okay. Um, Don't abuse the port like that. That was my last hit. 
Who's next with the notes? Aaron? Aaron. All, right. well, I'm not sure if we're drinking the same thing. Um, <laughs> I don't really get like a cough syrupy type thing at all. There's the curveball. I don't know. I'm, uh, I definitely get, it feels like I'm drinking like a dried fruit. Like it kind of feels drier and more grainy. Um, if, yeah, it feels like I'm just having uh, some dried fruit. I think more along the lines of like prunes or something like that. Um, and th yeah, the aftertaste for me uh, kind of escapes pretty quick and leaves my mouth a little bit dry. All right. Let's get to the far end. Uh, Stephen, what, what are you thinking? So I think a lot of people have talked a lot about, a, uh, about the front end uh, flavor. And, and, and there is a, a potent uh, cherry... Um, and I, I'm with you on dried uh, because it, it's a concentrate flavor. It's not kind of the the, the sweet uh, flavor. So I don't find this cloyingly sweet, but I also find it pretty difficult to uh, drink um, anything other than really small sips. And actually one of the things that I, I noticed, and it was on the, the swallow, uh, in kind of the progression, I almost get a very similar experience that I would get when drinking a hoppy beer. And I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if hops is the right word, but there is, there is something kind of, it's not bitey, but it's, it's something on the, on the back, just at the swallow. And it's, it's very reminiscent of, of drinking a hoppy beer. Like an ammonia type thing. To me. Or wheat. No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this this rounds it around to Jeff. What are you thinking over there, Jeff? Oh man, we were having like a girl earlier. Now we're having a woman. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, yeah. Uh, this one much more, much more full. I feel like just the, it, it had more going on. Uh, the tartness to it just definitely made it feel a little bit more mature. Where we were having this thing that was kind of lighter and sweeter. This one much more full ball. It uh, wow for. Full-bodied. I've had a bit too much to drink, apparently. Already. On drink two. I know, right? Because um, we don't drink before this. No. Yeah, these are always going to just have some amount of sweetness to them, but that, that kind of a little bit of a tartness to balance it out for this one ended up making me feel like a kind of almost a blueberry pie. Just really, really pleasant. Um, had a nice texture to it. I just like this one a lot. You learned a lot from that review. Boys like why Jeff's not allowed outside of a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> no, we shouldn't let him in the Chuck E. Cheese. This so, is why they don't have ball pits anymore. The saying the woman was a good thing. <laughs> okay. Last time we had a girl, now we had a woman. <laughs> let, let's just start on that far in the table. <laughs> Jeff, one to five, and if you just want to throw, if you think it might be a Tawny, it might be a vintage, or a curveball. <laughs> yeah, cough, sir. No, um... <laughs> I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 5 since I thought it was just a better balance for this kind of a thing. I thought it paired amazingly with the milk chocolate. Just that tartness kind of combined with the sweetness just goes together really, really well. Um, especially that pairing is kind of what did it for me. Before that, I think I would have just put it at a 4. Um, and yeah, I couldn't say whether this is a tawny or vintage. I have no idea. Alright. Um, like I said, I'm not too worried about this one because this is a little harder to do. Steven, what do you what do you think? Uh, I'm kind of on the opposite end. Like I I, I struggle wanting to to go back to this uh, with the, the 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 sip. I we we had just the barest of, of pours, and I don't think I would want any more than that. I mean, it's it's less than an average 
uh, port pour that you would have and and I struggled even with with that much so just off of just pleasure and experience while it's more complex too tart for me um, a little too thick it's a two all right uh, Derek I give this one a three and a half because I liked it a little bit better um, it wasn't quite as sweet so I like that about it um, Opposite of Jeff, I thought it tasted disgusting with milk chocolate. It turned into this sour, bad stuff. Very, des <laughs> very descriptive. But with the dark chocolate, I thought it matched very well, and it made it kind of spicy. All right, you're spicy. I'm gonna call it a tawny because my mom's name's Tanya, and it reminds you of your mother. Yeah, kind of dark and ugly to look at, but. Smells okay. interesting. Before we get into uh, psychological requirements here, let's move to Randy. <laughs> well, uh, that's a great follow-up. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 call, I solely call this a two. I think it had, again, a lot of qualities that I would reminisce of cough syrup, being a cherry flavor or grape-ish flavor. Um, and it had that same kind of like burning feel that NyQuil has. And probably about the same alcohol content. Personally, um, it goes great with the dark chocolate, the milk chocolate. I have no idea what Jeff's on, <laughs> but he's on port. Um, if I if I had to drink more of it, I actually have to go to the Steven. I don't think I could or would want to if I had to. All right, that's 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 well enough, Michael. Um, <clears throat> I actually give this one a four. I liked it. It was I, I like a little bit of a thicker more concentrated feel in a port. Um, I think it's a vintage, um, but uh, I, I did try it with both the, the dark chocolate and the milk chocolate. I didn't think the milk chocolate was bad. I think it because it was a bit more concentrated, the milk kind of my, made it a little milder. Uh, but the dark chocolate was definitely the better pairing of the two. In general, I think that's true of port, but I'm going to try them all for both of them anyway. Sure. Missy. I'm going to get on the two bandwagon. Um, although it was more full-bodied and uh, richer in that sense, which yeah. I enjoyed, uh, the lingering dry finish that was sort of pithy really took away from that. So I don't think I can give it quite uh, an average. Uh, Who totally uses the word pithy anymore? Missy. Uh, I, but it's the Coffee perfect tasters. Yeah, it, 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 it's the right description. It, it, is, it is pithy. And not like the hat. Aaron. Okay, well, I uh, have to agree with Derek that it does not pair at all well with the milk chocolate. It was, yeah, uh, um, <laughs> without going into more detail on that. I'm going to give this, uh, I, I, it was a little too dry for my taste. Um, there were some interesting flavors there. I uh, kind of like the dried fruit taste, but it was just too dry. So I'm going to give it a 2.5. I could have some more, but it would not be like my first choice for sure. Um, and then I'm going to think, I'm going to go with vintage on this one. Okay. You want to say one more thing, Randy? I forgot to mention. I think it's vintage. Okay. Won't you guys all be surprised if this was a curveball of some form? <laughs> Not at all, because you do that. It's what you do. And it's a blind taste test. Show me what that mouth do. No, it, yeah. <laughs> That's what that mouth do when you say that. Because <laughs> I did not want to hear Randy say to his brother. It's very likely we're going to put a pause in before this, but we're going to pause now anyways. 
Now we're on to drink number three of the night. We'll see how silly this night gets because I think it's going to get there. Um, hey I can tell you guys that just from the look of this one, it's nowhere near as dark as the previous, but I think... Uh, cheers, everybody. Good luck. Cheers. Cool. I'm not sure how much I can really say before port because it's... It, it, it's not like what part of the world did it come from? California. There might be. There might not be. I'm not into the whole, I'm going to call it a port, though, if it's from port. Or I'm going to say it's port. It, it just This is a port tasting. This is from Guam. No, Guam does not make a port. The Nidos don't drink it. So, anyways, let, let's drink up and taste it, and let me know when you guys have some notes. Well, while while people are tasting all, this is like uh, like we were mentioning uh, a, a thinner. It's not as syrupy, and uh, it's it's got some really interesting colors going on on there. Um, that just might be the mushrooms. Oh. That's why you hear Inagata David in the background. I thought we had olives on the pizza. We gotta pay for that copyright now, damn it. In the Garden of Eden. There you go. Alright, so let, let's get into the more of the tasting because apparently we're not getting into the jokes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell pork jokes. Not the good okay. ones, at least. And I already thought of three. That would be a pretty expensive night for you, Mark. I know. That's why I haven't said it. <laughs> say it. Do it. I'm going to tell that we've paused it and not really be paused it. He'll say it on the record and be like, ah! You will have no proof. Except the proof. Except that whole recording's still going. That recording could have come from anywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Zap Brennigan. Fake news. Uh. All right, so does anyone actually have tasting notes? Yes, Randy. I got one, and it's a really big explanation. Sour! Because that is like the front note on this is just sour. I guess sour and loud go the same way. (laughs) (laughs) You okay over there, Derek? When did you become a coal miner, Derek? (laughs) Yesterday. Did you get the black long already? (laughs) All right, on to the, so we have sour. Thank you. Do we have anything else? Michael, let, let's see what you got. Um, this one's got um, just kind of a really upfront syrupy nose to it. It doesn't really, I didn't really, couldn't really get underneath it, just on the smell. Uh, I did come across a lot of tart flavors. I actually kind of reminisced it to uh, unripe strawberries. Like it, it's tart and not quite, ripe or as sweet as you might want it to be with that um it's got a really nice kind of uh, burgundy color to it um not as deep of a red color it's a bit on the thin side and, but it lasts a really long time on your tongue the flavor just kind of sticks to your tongue but yeah all right uh yes Aaron. All right, so this thing is uh, definitely a little tart, but I like. I think it, it reminds me of like a tart sour beer with some, that fruit forward type of taste. It actually reminds me of kind of like those like artificial mixed berry flavors you get with like gummy snacks and that type of thing. 
All right. I think it's time I just start picking on people. Like Missy. <laughs> it's definitely thin and juicy as opposed to being thick and syrupy. Um, and I have that it has uh, orange zest notes and loqua. More of those lighter fruits. I, what was that last one? Loquat. Loquat. Okay, is that like a kumquat, but less dirty sounding? It's more similar to an apricot than a kumquat. Okay. But like closer to the ground. Because it's lower? You're yeah. just waiting for something you could actually make a pun about orange uh, the whole time. I feel so relieved now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to Randy. What do, you, what do you got other than sour? Keep on moving to the next person. So it's still sour. <laughs> so we'll move to Steven. So I, I agree with Missy in the citrus family, but I'm getting more grapefruit. Uh, I'm getting a little bit more of, of kind of that, the, the bitter uh, bite that you get off of it. The pithiness. Yes, it's so pithy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting a lot more of, of that kind of flavor as I kind of explore it. Um, it's not on the nose. It's it's all in the taste. The nose is is very much kind of um that uh, kind of a, a traditional port, but it's it's kind of more of more of that citrus flavor that I'm getting with others. Yeah, you want to say something else, Randy? Okay, I, I can absolutely agree with the grapefruit flavors. Now that I get like that <clears throat> extended sour and that kind of citrusy flavor that goes with it, it's good. It's just sour. And then, <clears throat> I don't recommend it with the dark chocolate. I do recommend it with the milk chocolate. It kind of smooths it out a little bit. Okay. On to Jeff. I don't feel like this paired well with either chocolate, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, something about this one, yeah, the, the color and the texture were sort of deceptive initially, looking at it being so light, because, yeah, it had that tart... Um, Syrupiness is, I guess, the the closest thing to call it. And I couldn't exactly place. Uh, citrus is probably the best way to, to describe it. Um, I, I'm gonna end up echoing some of those points from earlier because I, I actually never have grapefruit. I, I generally hate the flavor, and so hearing that it maybe tastes like grapefruit, that might be exactly what it is, and maybe that's why I don't like it at all. Um, but for someone who's maybe really into that sort of thing, it might be great. Okay. I think it's time we're going to start with Michael and work our way around with our, uh, well, you, you kind of started, Derek, you want more? Okay, <coughs> if, Derek, please, 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 Derek, please. So everybody was saying citrus and grapefruit, and I'm not getting grapefruit because I like associate grapefruit with kind of a bitter taste, and weirdly, and I had the thought before drinking this, like, oh, I wonder if we're going to have any weird flavors like pineapple. I used to think of pineapple. Like, the, the kind of sour sweetness to it gives me kind of a pineapple mouthfeel. Not, not good pineapple, but... Like underripe pineapple? No. I think overripe. <laughs> overripe I, pineapple? I think, but, but it was mushy? But I kind of feel like you're kind of coming all the way back around almost. Uh, almost starting to describe back like that, that citrusy grapefruit. But there's definitely an acidic... Uh, no, yeah, I, I agree with the citrusy. Sure. I agree with the citrusy it's flavor. Just, it's just the bitterness. Yeah. All right. So now we'll get to this. Michael, one to five. Give me a little last little bit on it. Uh, I actually gave this one a three five. I kind of wish it was a little thicker. Um, I the first one I rated three, second one four, and I thought this was somewhere in between the two. I actually enjoyed it pretty well overall. Uh, I think it's a vintage. 
And um, I didn't think it went well with either chocolate. Okay. Derek? Um, I'm going to give this one a two. And uh, it's a vintage, definitely. Okay. Jeff? A two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing that a lot of people think this is a two. I, I, I disagree. I don't think it's a two. I, I think it's, a, for me, it's a little bit um, easier drinking than the one just prior, uh, where that that was really just the smallest of sips is all you could really take. I, I could probably continue drinking this, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it as much as like our first one, so 2.5. Okay. Randy? I gotta give us a one. I really did not enjoy it. I mean, I didn't even get like a wood-ish flavor until like I held on to it for forty-five seconds straight. Um, it, I think it's a tawny. Okay. Because of how long it st- sits on your mouth. And Missy. I gave it a four. Because she's weird. Because I enjoyed it, but also because I don't think it's a port. I think it's our curveball. What? How many curveballs do you think I'm throwing? About eight. one per episode. Eight. One of the other ones six, was the curveball. Five. I didn't say six. that at all. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm throwing seven curveballs on six tastings. Aaron, <laughs> what do you think? All right, so I do have a quick note on the chocolate. It really just accentuates the sourness. So for those that didn't like the sour, it just makes it worse. For me, it like really like punched it home and it was just like, whoa, it made my eyeballs almost come out of my skull. Uh, in a good way. Gross. So I uh, I actually like this. I gave it a 3.5. It's something that's more of like a, what I wouldn't want all the time, but definitely like a nice change of pace. Um, I definitely think it's uh, vintage, but yeah, it's definitely got an interesting flavor. Okay. Any last notes? Pause and on to four. Now we're back in here. Taste number four. See how this one goes. I'm sure that there's already some uh, discussion about the color change yet again. Um, people are definitely taking their looks. Um, cheers. Good luck take, taking your taste on this one. Uh, I'm going to mention while you guys are tasting that, as per oh. usual, we will be making a cocktail at the end of this. Oh, God. You, you don't hear oh. of many port cocktails. Uh, no. But there's actually a rather old school one called a beatnik. And we are making a beatnik. What, what did port? Nick do? I was waiting for it. Take a drink. Uh, Good luck, everybody. Number four. By the way, no, I did not name this this uh, this particular cocktail. It's actually one that's been around for a while. Developed in San Francisco at the same uh, around the same time that the Mai Tai was created. Not a big surprise. Yes, also, Aaron just made a pun out of about a pork cocktail. Does that count? Oh. <gasps> No, it is not a direct port pun. No port pun. We'll leave it, we'll <laughs> I'm watching Aaron struggle. <laughs> that was not I a made a promise. <laughs> I intend to keep it. Port and who? I have a bad one, too. <laughs> and, and this is a port of contact, Jeff, you're right? not banned, please say. <laughs> no, don't. Let, let's start getting Later. some reviews in before we get some of the puns out, okay? Mm. Has anyone uh, had a taste yet? Anyone want to make any comments yet? I guess not. We need to talk more about the cocktail. The cocktail itself is actually really simple. 
Uh, you get yourself some crushed ice, port. You're supposed to use small batch bourbon, which is why I figured this table would be interested. And amaro, so Italian aperitif. You mix them together, strain from the ice, and serve. This is normally done with a ruby port, so something that's a little thicker, jammier uh, in it. Doesn't mean that we'll choose the one that will be best for the cocktail. We'll just use the one we like the most. <clears throat> with that said, I think it's time for me to start throwing some people under the bus. <coughs> I think I'm going to start with Steve. So, um, it's a little weird. Because my very first taste, I'm like, oh, this is the super curveball because Chris just gave us grape juice. And... Um, and I actually had to go back for the second sip to go, wait, no, alcohol. Yeah, so not grape juice. But this is very much of a, a, a very uh, red grape juice. Um, and I'm, I, I, it, it's, it's not coating my tongue half as much as any of the others. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still trying to find deeper notes in it, but definitely in the front end, just kind of very grapefruit forward. Is that grapefruit or grape fruit? <laughs> ah, yeah. Yes, grape as in is a fruit forward. That's what I thought, but it sounded like you were saying it's grapefruit forward. I was like, wait, I, I do not agree with this at all. All right, Missy, looks like you're leaning in and another means that you, you want to whisper something in my ear and I've got headphones on, so that's not going to work, so it must mean you have something to say. <laughs> or she has gas. <laughs> Girls get that too. No, they don't. <laughs> Welcome to the table, by the way. I do definitely see that grapiness. I, I, I could. <laughs> we did it, everyone. What did you do? I don't know what's going on. That, that's almost as descriptive it's as... It's so uh, grapey. I'm going to grape well, you in the mouth. Is it Bill Cosby? <laughs> I put some ice in. It's cold it's now. It's not where I was going with it. Okay. I'm going Let's, more the Welch's direction. Uh, like Welch's grape juice. Yes, yes, Michael. You're very smart. Maybe Shut up. <laughs> and after those comments, I'm sure you want to smack other people too. In the I'm lips. not going to say no. Uh, we'll see if they do. Uh... If you're not gonna say no. <laughs> so let's uh what? what else do you want to say about it other than it's just grape juice? Yeah. Well the sweetness was reminiscent of maraschino cherries. Um it had a very dry, this time peppery finish, like a capsog. Very nice. Aaron, I'm gonna throw you under the bus now. Okay, this one's definitely like more bold. It feels like uh, someone uh, rang a bell when you take that first sip. So it definitely like hits right up front, um, and then yeah, definitely like a nice dry finish. The other one, I I, th I feel like this is doing cor correctly with the other like number two. I think it was that was too dry. I think this is doing that correctly, and like what the other one was going for. Um, yeah, this is this is pretty nice. It's got a nice cherry smell to it, um, a little subtle cherry, but yeah, definitely kind of jammy, very thin, but then a little. Nice dry note at the end. Okay. Randy, you're looking at me with those weird eyes. That means yeah, I need you to stop looking at me or just tell I'll me what you're thinking. Guys. Um, so I, 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 everyone says jamming, and I agree, but I think it's either strawberry or huckleberry jam. Mm. 
And yeah, it is dry. And I honestly think it's... This is where I think it's a curveball, and I think it's like a late harvest Bordeaux. Because of how dark and... Like how, I, I like that pretty much every round it's been like, oh, this is the curveball. This is the curveball. None of these are the curveball, Chris. That's, That's the, the curveball. secret. <laughs> curveball is that there is I mean, no curveball. The fact that I, it, it probably is just a port, but it seriously has like the same kind of jamminess that like a Bordeaux has. Okay. And, and I don't get a lot of wood. I don't get anything like heather or grass or anything like that. I do get those two very strong like strawberry jam. And then I get that huckleberry like tart. I could drink this all day long. I don't like it. Good, Michael. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually not a fan. I found it a little too simple. It makes me think of wild vines, like the really cheap, like three or four dollar bottle of wine that's mostly just fruit juice added to it and sugar. You guys ever had that? Oh, you mean like Boone's Farm? Yeah, like that stuff. Um, it, it, yeah, Michael very much with that Welch's grape juice. It's a little bit chalky, but I wouldn't say quite peppery. It doesn't actually, like, dry out my tongue. just leaves a little bit of a texture there. Um, it's very light, very thin. Kind of an unfortunately clean aftertaste. It doesn't really give me much to work with. Um, yeah, just maybe a little bit of a blackberry flavor, but that's about all I can attribute to it. It tastes like a cheap phone from the early 2000s. And a cheap Sheep. wine at the same time, yes. Um I should have I should have said corporate phone. That would have been that would yeah, been, yeah. yeah. But I screwed up. That's my fault. I'll take that. We one. still love you. No, you don't. Go um, ahead and finish your say. Wasn't really helped by either chocolate. Okay. Derek, so I don't forget about you. Tell me what you think. Aww. I'm sorry. Um, kind of is going to echo what other people said. Really, I mean, kind of. Funny enough, with without the sweetness up front. I would say this is like a dry Pinot or a Cab Sauv or something. It just seemed kind of like a regular old... Out of all the ones we tasted, this one I thought, yeah, this is wine. It tastes like wine to me. It's, I don't know, dry, a little peppery. It's good. I like it. And on to Jeff. Yeah, this, yeah after having this, I just thought if, there, if legitimately there was a curveball, this probably would be the one, and then it might just be wine. Um... <laughs> That said, um, okay, D having this, the, the first time I've had it, you guys know when you go to, like, one of those diner restaurants, you get some eggs, and you get so, some stuff, and then you've got a side of toast, and you got, like, the strawberry jelly, but then sometimes they run out of that, and you go to the grape jelly. <laughs> <laughs> You're implying that nobody likes the grape jelly? No. Some people like it to be a little grapey, okay? Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, the, basically the grape jelly in a diner. So, <laughs> that would be the tasting note here. So what you're saying is prepackaged grape jelly probably been sitting on a shelf for a decade. Is that what this is? Liquefied and emulsified. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was very good, though. I, I'm mostly just making that as the joke. It's very smooth. Not a ton of complexity. Had nice amount of sweetness to it. Um, I, I've honestly got the sense that in most people that were pointing out different fruits, I, I could look for them, but I think I'm just adding them in my own brain. No, it's mostly just the grape flavor. All right. So just to screw around the table, Missy, why don't you start with uh, your your zero out of five and just, I guess, to a certain level of guess if you think it's a tawny or a vintage. I'm going to go with two and vintage. 
Right to the point. Nothing else to it. Two, vintage. Done. Aaron? Uh, I'm going to give... I like this one a lot. It was uh, very bold. So I'm going to give it a 4.5, actually. And I believe it's a tawny. Yeah. Michael? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I kind of start from the baseline that if it's port, it's just probably going to be at least slightly tasty and fairly palatable. Um, Rating-wise, I actually give it a 1. It didn't give me really anything I want out of a port. I feel like this has to be a tawny because someone went to taste it and they just tried to fix it. And I just didn't... (laughs) By blending it. And yeah, just not... It didn't really satisfy my desire for port at all. The grape's gone bad! (laughs) I love that narrative, dude. (laughs) Derek? Oh, I gave this one a four. I think this is a vintage from Michael Jordan's port vineyard. I didn't know that Michael Jordan lived in Portugal. Me either. Oh, <laughs> he might own one. Oh. Wait, do these come across as private airlines? And we call this Space Jam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh there it is. Oh, Hold on. God I'm going to hit Derek. <laughs> it's okay. I, I thought, I was like, wait, is he just bringing it in privately on his own private airplane? It's why they call it Air Jordan? We should approach him. Mm-hmm. Pass. Cut. <laughs> Derek won that one. Okay. Ah. Yeah, I agree. He was, was better. I just I had I had it loaded. I had to fire. Jeff. <laughs> How do I follow that up? Why? <laughs> uh, don't. Just let it go and walk away. You'll cry in a corner and just let it go. Just just, just give us a missy acid or that. Just yeah. um, it, it was a three for me. Um, it's. Fairly tasty, not a ton of stuff going on, not my favorite that we've had so far, but uh, not bad. Okay. By the way, I want to make sure you guys understand that you you're, should keep track of how much you liked each one, because it will, before we do our final review, I will ask you which one was your favorite. So, Stephen. So, I'm coming at this from the opposite side from Michael. Rather than trying to doctor a wine, I'm seeing this starting as, you know, kids' grape juice in a, in a juice box. And we're upping it to the adult factor. And so from that side, it's much better. So this is getting a three. Like, I, I could drink that a little bit more. Best Welch's you've ever had? Yes. Man, we, we are never going to be allowed to do a review in Portugal. I can tell you right now. Unless this one's from California, in which case they might invite us right on over. Michael, we've we've got through four. We've had some some comments like that for pretty much all of them. We're just not going to be. So invited. you're saying some of these are from Portugal, Randy? What you uh, what did you think? I really enjoy it. Um, it was a four for me, and I think it's a vintage. I think it has its own unique flavor, and I think that's how you get a vintage. And it doesn't stay on your mouth very long. I like the jamminess. Okay, that's a good dessert wine. Space jam. <sighs> I think uh, I think we've run out of things. Anyone else want to say something before we pause? Nope. Now we're into taste number five here at the Imperfect Pour. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Whoa, indeed. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so when you opened this um, and brought the glasses this way, uh, I commented that um, I didn't even have to get my nose near the table to smell it. I think this is. Very uh, nose forward. It's chunky. Yeah, there are. This was. There might be some bits of cork because the cor- I got. Oh. I grabbed the corner of the cork on this one. Okay. Wait, there's corks and juice boxes. There, there, there are quirks and quirks and quarks and quirks. 
Drink up. Yeah. You heard he's go ho. He beat me to that one. You're a ho. Skull. Dang. You know, the blood of my enemies has never tasted better. You need better enemies. This is why Gargamel kept going after the Smurfs. <laughs> I'm more what? reminded of gummy berry juice. Gummy okay. berry juice. Uh huh. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, let, let's we'll, we'll save the Disney uh, copyright infringement for another time. So um, we were talking about the cocktail last round. Um, I wonder if that's changed anyone's opinion. I know that some people were curious about you know curveballs, but obviously in the last couple of ones they've heard me popping corks, so they know that this has got to be something that was corked in the first place. So with that said. They went ready to kind of make a mention about uh, this this port. I think you lie. I don't think this is a port. <laughs> <laughs> I I think this is late harvest. Um, I'm I'm willing to be the one wrong, but I I don't I don't get port here. I'm going to say this, and this might mess with people. All six bottles. That we're drinking are labeled port. You've never lied to us before. The, I've I've held back. I've not lied, but this is every one of these I'm, says port. I'm I'm willing to say that like this is um, an Oregon late harvest from Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Port Portland, Maine, right? Oregon. Yeah. Oregon makes some fine red wine. Okay, but you you think this is. I I'm I'm not getting I'm not getting the jamminess. I'm not getting the grape notes. Um, again, I'm going way out on a limb on this one, and, and I expect no one to come out with me. But um, it's just it's so distinct from everything else we've we've had. I, I don't get any of the the grape or, or f that 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 super grape forwardness that we've gotten from others. Okay. <laughs> I think it's ice wine. Again, every single thing that we're <laughs> drinking is port. I think it's rum. <laughs> Definitely a whiskey. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's how this table tends to go. Be a bottle of Kraken. Michael, what, what do you want to say about this one? Um, <clears throat> I think it's very strong, very sweet, very jammy. I actually think this one tastes... Uh, aged. It tastes very old, or like it's meant to taste old. I'd put this in the 20 to 30 year range. Just off taste. I'm not an expert by any means. Uh, I kind of get notes of pomegranate. That kind of really strong stick to your tongue acidity you get when you're eating pomegranates that kind of overwhelms your palate. I get a little bit of that sensation. Uh, somewhere in the range of that pithy, peppery idea, but I'm, I'm feeling it more acidically than dry, if that makes uh, a description. And uh, it's very warm going down. I'm actually going to guess it's decently potent on the alcohol content as well. Mm. I, yeah, it's a, uh, it looks, got a really nice deep red with a little bit of brownish color and a bit of legs on it too. It's kind of thick and syrupy looking. Go ahead, Jeff. As someone with a Donald Trump level vocabulary, can someone explain what pithy means? Uh, <clears throat> kind of, um dry and cakey on the front or towards the front middle of your tongue uh, 
kind of like uh, it's the front of tongue version of like um, a peppery. Missy, what does pithy mean? Have you ever bitten to the peel of an orange or a yes. grapefruit? The the white part is called the pith. Mm. The stuff I don't like. Bum, no one bum, likes it. Bum, also, bum. the one-liners from comic books. Ha! All right. True. So let, let's get back to it, Jeff. Do you actually have some uh, some other notes you want to to add to this particular bottle? Well, I, I'm very clearly bad at picking out the complexities of a port, I feel like, at this point. Um, but I, I'm definitely going to agree the texture I'm getting very different from what we've had. I think that's what's making me think wine initially, just in the texture and the mouthfeel of it. Um, whereas the taste has still kind of factored in, uh, has fallen more in that line with the ports. It's definitely sweet. I'm used to just so many wines having a little bit less sweetness to them and having almost a... I don't know if bitter is the right type of thing, but this definitely carries with it that um, very much grape. Pomegranate is a great note because there's something additional beyond just the grape flavor, and that's that's the best way I could describe it. Um, yeah, this is this actually was, is one of my top ones so far. It's really good. All right, who else is ready? Go ahead, Aaron. So for me, this kind of goes back to that first one we had that had that like fig, a little bit of plum type taste to it. Um, but a very different texture to it. This is really syrupy, um, like a nice light syrup. I mean, I would even I would even consider putting this over like some pancakes possibly or something. It's nice and sweet, um, easy to drink. Uh, yeah, nice. Go ahead, yes, Missy. It tastes like the smell of cherry pie when it's baking. It's a very nice description. Who else? Yeah. If, if none of you have had it yet with the dark chocolate, mother of God, try it. That's what I was going to say. The dark chocolate with it is... I don't even... I don't like it that much, but with the dark chocolate, I thought it was fantastic. Who else has uh, yet to say anything they'd like to? No, really? I, yeah. I haven't really said anything, and I kind of don't have a whole lot to say on it, I don't think. It just kind of... It, it, it's just there. Yeah, it, um, I don't know, it's, it's weird to me. It almost tastes like a little astringent. Okay. Have we gone through everybody? Everyone kind of said something? Everyone said they wanted to say? Okay, Aaron, one to five. Well, I'm going to give this a nice solid four. Uh, I like the syrupiness. I liked the sweetness. Um, I'm a fan of figs and plums, and that reminded this reminded me of that a lot. Um, so yeah, and I'm gonna go vintage on this one. Missy, I'm gonna give it a three five. It had similarities to the first one that I give a three, but was overall better put together for the flavors. Okay, Brandy, I'm gonna give it a solid one. I mean, it does have that jammy flavor to it, but I can't stand the smell of it. Okay, it just. It sets something off in my nose, and I cannot get past it. And Steve, um, to the point, I I I like it. It's unique. It's different than I feel like everything else we've had. Four, four. Jeff. Well, I'm definitely gonna have to revise some of my earlier ratings now that we've gotten a little bit further into this. Uh, this one's definitely a four for me. It was really good. I feel like 
I'm going to end up boosting up my rating for the very first one we had because I did think that was superior to this. It had just a little bit more going on or a little bit more notes that I liked. Um, but yeah, this would be a solid four. And Michael, after Derek. Sorry, <laughs> I was trying to play a joke. <laughs> I give it a three. Okay. <laughs> Michael? Um, <clears throat> I tried it with both chocolates. I thought it tasted pretty good with either one, um, but I actually thought it was kind of lost a little bit. It's better appreciated by itself. Um, I gave it a five. Uh, it's my favorite one so far. Um, and I think it's kind of an older tawny. Okay. Anyone else want to say anything before we move on? Okay. And now on to drink six, which I think people are ready for for this night just to be over. <laughs> I know. It, it's such torture for me to give you guys what's perceived as rather high-end alcohol. I'm so sorry. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, you're sorry. Um, that told me if we're drinking, like, Canadian rye. Oh, sorry. Anyways, cheers. Good luck with drinking six. Slancha. Skull. Small butter. <laughs> Wow, after one sip, Randy went from half asleep to, like, eyes wide shut. <laughs> That's right, he went into a Tom Cruise movie. I didn't even know that was a Tom Cruise movie. And Nicole Kidman. Yes. My favorite porn star. Anyways, so this is number six. Um, What do you guys think of number six? Anyone, uh, anyone ready to say some words on number six? Derek's ready for words. It tastes like a Jolly Rancher. It tastes like a, like a grape Jolly Jolly Rancher to me. Huh. Yep. The, this is the curveball I gave you guys. Liquid Jolly Rancher. That's obviously it. They have that soda. And you now. didn't tell us where to buy it. <laughs> they have that soda now. So I flattened grape Jolly Rancher soda. But yeah, it, this one is, it seems to be, I don't know if it's just my taste buds getting a little fried. It seems to be sweeter than the other ones to me, but I know we don't like using sweet as a descriptor, but honestly with these ones, kind of grading them on sweetness. It, it is sugar forward. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Missy, you wanted to say something about this one? I was going to make another Jolly Rancher joke, but I think we're past that. <laughs> oh, it's never too late. <laughs> When you get the Jolly Ranchers and you soak them in vodka overnight so that they break down entirely, and then you have... So that they taste like nothing? <laughs> so it's like Jolly Rancher booze. I don't get it. Anyways, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're an idiot. I know. Jeff, what, what's, what's going on over there? Yeah, at, at the very least, we need to put a sweetness scale, I feel like, on these. <laughs> and if there's been... A lot of them have probably been up to like sixes and sevens before, and we've got a ten. This is very, very sweet forward. Uh, there's no question about that. Um, I'll have to give it a little bit more time to pick up some of the more notes because it's I can't see a lot past it, honestly. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of this stuff is going to surprise you guys. Um, who else has some some notes here? I, I can't tell you why I want to say it, but I, I'm, I'm feeling very. Um, Ruby uh, uh, port out of this and again I'm more than willing to be very wrong and out on a, a ledge but um, 
Yeah. There's... There's... there's. I think there's a little bit of age on this one. Okay. This one's the oldest, then? Mm, I don't know if oldest, but... but it just, it's definitely old. Yeah, it's got some age on it. That'll make me feel bad later. <clears throat> Ray, do you want to say anything about this one? Just want to go to bed? It's got dark chocolate notes. Um... I'm definitely getting a, I really want to say plum, like genuinely like fresh plum flavor out of it. And then I kind of get honey. It's really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely got a lot of burn, so it, it's got a stronger high alcohol content from the last five we've done. But I actually really like this one. Okay. Michael, are you ready? I think so. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I mean, right off the bat, it's very thick, very leggy. Um, it's tangy. It kind of makes me think of fresh preserves, and I'm somewhat on board with Randy's honey, but I actually think a little more molasses because it's, it's a bit heavier. It still does have that, that coating in the back of your feeling like if you've ever taken a spoonful of honey while you were sick or something to soothe your throat. Just a little thicker than that. Um, I, my first impression was kind of like, what if you took fresh preserves and put a little bourbon in them because it's, it's a bit hot going down. But it's got that really nice, relaxing, sippable feel that I'm really looking forward in an after, like in a dessert. Um, you know, this kind of thing I'd want to sip after a long, heavy three, four, or five course meal. Okay. Aaron, trying to hide in my periphery. I was hiding so well until a moment ago. Um, this is very like light, syrupy to me. Very smooth, um, pretty drinkable. Uh, that being said. It feels like it's uh, kind of more subtle. I'm having a hard time picking up the notes. It, feel, like, it feels kind of like this is one of those maybe uh, more expensive, well-put-together um, ones, but it doesn't feel like it has as much like ready, accessible flavor, so I'm having a hard time as someone that's newer to port picking it out. So that's what it, that's what it kind of feels like. It feels like it's a little bit too subtle for my current port palette. Missy, go ahead. I'm with Randy on the plum. I'm going to raise that to red plum and honey. Okay. The tanginess on the after is very much like the, the skin on the plum. All right. Uh, yeah, Jeff? I very much want it. Now that I've had a little bit more time to kind of get past the sweetness of this, um, one of the notes that I wrote down, and this is going to sound like a really weird one, was spicy question mark. Um, almost that it had this burn on the back end that was just distinct from the ridiculous sweetness up front where there's almost these two distinct waves that you get hit with this thing. Um, possibly the alcohol content. I think it was what uh, Steve was commenting on earlier. Um, the I've got to say that this is this seems like it's more than one thing. Like This is a mixture of two distinct different batches, whereas a lot of the other ones have been much more monotone. This I, I actually completely disagree with there. I feel like this is a ton going on in it. it but to that point, it there is there is a very strong front end that you kind of have to get over to get into the subtle flavors. Okay. Anyone want to make other notes? No? Are we ready to give ourselves uh, some ratings? We'll just start with Randy and work our way up from there. So, I give this a nice solid four. It's got a good robust flavor, and I like it. Um, I think it's probably in the Tony category. Okay. Steven. Um, drinkable, but it's it's kind of got a big hurdle to get over. 
Uh, and again, I, I, I like the flavor, but I couldn't drink it regularly, so three. Jeff? I just want to ask again to clarify. So a tawny is where you're mixing different batch. Okay, then this, I, I'm saying this is almost 100% then for me a tawny. And I'm going to guess that the last one or two that we've had were not. Um, this is, oh, it's, it's complex. I can't put it into the four or five category. I'm going to call it a three and a half just because some of the flavor to get past the sweetness was a little tough. Um, once you get kind of adapted to it, especially if you got a really strong sweet tooth, you'd put this up towards the top of your list. For me, it's a three and a half. Derek? I um, I gave this one a four, despite how robust and upfront the sweetness hits you. I actually enjoyed that in this one. I wouldn't want to drink a whole lot of it, but for having just a very small taster of it after dinner or something, once in a while, I could see myself having that. Okay. And I'd say this is a Tanya. Hurting? Hurting. Michael. Um, <clears throat> I really liked this one. I actually gave it a five because I liked it easily as much as the last one. So I kind of have to put him in the same category there. I'd say it was vintage, but I'm not positive. Um, yeah, just a really nice experience. Aaron. Yeah, I think this one was pretty nice. I gave it a solid 3.5. Um, it was I was having trouble picking out the more subtle notes. It feels like it's there, but I was having trouble getting there. So, um, they have yeah. bells for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think definitely think this is some sort of blend. I agree with Je Jeff's assessment there, so I'm going to go with a Tawny. And Missy. I gave it a 4.5. I could be argued higher. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it as a dessert wine I felt like the sweetness was appropriate and that it was well balanced with the other flavors okay anyone want any last little notes on, on this okay let's pause we'll come back to do our reveal and review and then we'll make one last pause before we make the cocktail and, re and review it So time for a little bit of uh, review and then a little bit of reveal. Uh, we're going to go around the table, and I just want to hear what each of you guys thought was the nicest, and then we'll show you all what you got. Aaron, let's just start with you. What did you like the most? I liked number four the most. I had that rated at a solid 4.5. Okay. And just out of curiosity, which one did you like the least? Uh, number two. Um, I gave that a, a 2.5. Okay. Too dry. And Missy? I rated number six the highest at a 4.5, and number two the lowest at a two. Okay. And let's just get to Randy. So I rated the Strawberry Jim Bordeaux a four, which was my favorite. Which number was that? Uh, that would be number three. Okay, number three. And Derek? Um, I'd give number four my highest. It was tied with number six, but I think I liked four a little bit better. Uh, lowest would have been number three. I give that a two. Okay. And Stephen? I think uh, I actually liked our very first one. I think we kind of lost it a little bit as we progressed through everything else, but I liked, I still go back to it uh, as kind of uh, the easiest drinking. And the second one was my least likely to, to want to try. All right, and, and Jeff? After kind of 
thinking back on my ratings for some of the first one and giving number two my highest. I think I might have just been trying to be a little bit of a rebel with that one and I didn't actually like it as much as I had rated it. Uh, definitely would think that the first one, um, I'm going back a bit in my memory here, but I remember liking that one a lot. Um, yeah, I'd say number one was my favorite. Uh, my least favorite, probably number uh, number three. Just didn't like a lot of the flavors that were coming out of it, especially. All right, and Michael? Um, I would have to say I gave them both really high scores, but number six, slightly more, I think. And my least favorite was definitely number four. Okay. So let's, let's, let's redo this math here. Let's check out, because I think we're going to have a bit of a tiebreaker concern here. How many thought number one was the best? One. Two. Two people. Who thought number two was the best? Nobody. Number three. Randy, didn't you think number three was the best? So one. Yeah. No, you were number four. I'm sorry. Who liked number four the best? So three people liked number four the best. And number five? Nobody really liked. And number six? It was two. So I think that means number four with three votes is our winner for the night, which uh -huh. makes Michael upset. Uh -huh. yeah. I, I also rated number four favorite. pretty low. Well, I, I so, really could change my vote to number four just to make Michael more <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vote twice. <laughs> so let's reveal what we had tonight, because okay. what else do you do at this point in time? Cry. <laughs> so the first thing that we had was Graham's 10-year tawny. Port. Yeah, I got that one right. Cheap <laughs> Number two. Sandman's Founders Reserve Finest Selection Ruby Port. I like hmm. that one. Does that mean it's a vintage? Or is it a tawny? A port selected with care from the finest lots of each harvest, making it a tawny. Right. Third, Fonseca Porto, aged uh, Tawny, 20 year. Number four, what is uh, what, what we're making into our cocktail? Quinta de Vesuvio, vintage port. Vintage uh, uh, 2015, bottled in 2017. Young vintage. Vintage doesn't mean it's old. Number five was the curveball. Here's no curveballs. Huh. Did, did anyone call that? <laughs> I think everybody called it for curveball and every single one practically. Yeah, pretty Number much. five from Temecula, California, South Coast Wineries, Black Jack Port. This is one of those cases where they're calling it a port, but it by no means is a real port. This is easily the cheapest bottle on this table and the least port flavored as far as the world is concerned. I also want to mention still my second tasty. favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty tasty. It's, it's, it's easy to get in Southern California and very inexpensive. I've got a bottle of it right somewhere over there. Yep. Number six. Puberty. Our most expensive bottle of the evening. Hmm. It is a vintage 1998. Wow. Offle Porto. Offle Porto, huh? Yes. <laughs> O-F-F-L-E-Y. Offle. 
So I think with that, it's time that we pause and we make ourselves a beatnik. Oh, it's time for a cocktail, and we're having a beatnik tonight. A beatnik is one and a half ounces of port wine, one and a half ounces of Italian Amaro, and one ounce of American bourbon. Um, I wish I had not just lost the name of the Amaro that I like using, and I cannot see the bottle from where I'm sitting. So I'm going to vamp a little bit while someone holds it up. Oh, that's right, it's Montenegro. Montenegro is a very interesting flavor. You'll it, it'll get passed around, and uh, you guys will see. So while while it's starting to get, we'll get some ketchup going on. So we'll just start here. Go ahead, Aaron. Let's let's hear what you had to say about the cocktail. Boy, that's got some zing to it. I'll say. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I should actually hold back. You know what? Let's, yeah, let's, not everybody has tasted yeah. it yet, but then then we'll we'll hold in. Because it should be better to let everyone have a chance of this because it's an interesting flavor. It, it was definitely shaken and it's over ice, so it is cold, which is a departure from everything else we've had tonight. Yes. And I don't feel like I'm ruining anything by saying that. Yeah, no no callbacks to, I added ice, it's cold now. <laughs> he said, Never forget. It just tasted cold. You know? As he says, staringly into Aaron. It's okay, Stare. only we know that. Though Those recordings are part of our beta that have never been released to the public. Until never the secret tapes. All right, Aaron, what did you what did you think? Now that everyone's licked it or tasted it, I've had some too. <laughs> um, man, this is interesting. I I liked the very first part of the the forward part. It was uh had that ni- had that nice fruity and then had like a nice little kick and burn from the I think the whiskey. But then the back half of the taste kind of. Felt not so good. I didn't. I don't like the aftertaste part at all. <laughs> it's a taste like taste like a, almost like spoiled or like old apples. <laughs> like it just like it, it tastes like. How many spoiled apples have you been fruit. eating? Yeah, yeah. All right, Missy, you actually went back for seconds on it. So let, let's hear what you had to say. I just think taking two sips is fair to get a full idea of how it tastes um the first ta- the first sip i felt like a lot of the flavors fell out um in the middle which is unusual because usually when the flavors fall off it's at the end um but the second sip i got more of the complexities of it which i'm still working through so if you want to come back to me what if i don't want to though well then that's your prerogative it is but i'll, I'll probably come back around <laughs> randy you you look like you just licked something you didn't want to I feel like your World War II veteran is going fucking hippies. <laughs> I don't like it at all. So I, I, I'm going to follow a little bit um, with some some comments. The, the front end, I'm definitely tasting uh, a grape front end. Like I think that's where the port's kicking in. I think that the part where I'm struggling with is the aperitif. That is really that, that middle and and really what lingers on the on the tongue. It's you have to uh kind of the uh, a, a bitter note um without even going back to pith it's it really is just kind of that that strong overriding and, and i think that's what's what's sitting with me that's what leaves me with that drink um i'm actually not getting much of the bourbon at all <laughs> um and and maybe either uh, maybe my tastes are, are weird after all, so many ports or uh you know, maybe maybe an extra splash of bourbon might help that harder. Well, 
because we can't we don't have any bourbon in this facility at this point in time. I'm sorry. There's not a drop of whiskey anywhere in here. <laughs> Jeff, what did you think of this cocktail? You know when like a really hot girl starts talking and it turns <laughs> out she's really annoying. <laughs> no. And you just want her to stop. Oh, it ruined it. Oh, it was so close. It's, it's almost like when perfect. Jeff starts talking. Oh! Oh, oh man! Wait, Jeff's hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the plot fittings. <laughs> oh. oh, I like my self-esteem. <laughs> oh. 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 See, here I thought you were gonna make like a comment about, and she's got that annoying laugh or something like that. But no, no, you went right to the the crux of the situation, huh? Um. So, uh, so I guess that's the. Uh, any other notes on it? Just you don't like the way that it talks to you? No, it, it <laughs> yeah. The I mean, you're clearly tasting the port through it, and then it's just the other notes just don't, for me at least, add anything to it. I'm gonna guess that it's the selection of port more likely than not. I'm sure there's something that could work with it, but yeah, it just it, it just kind of ruins it for me, to be honest. Yeah, when you cut that with like double uh, bourbon, yeah, that's great. Yeah, the dirty hippies. Once you drown them out with the bourbon, it's great. <laughs> Wait, this is bourbon in there now? Yeah. It had, had bourbon, bourbon, but now it's extra bourbon. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> when Aaron said the first time when you drink it, and up front, you get that, you know, port flavor. It's great. Well, I thought you just get a nice flavor. You get a nice blend of the port and whiskey. I got, yeah. I got whiskey aftertaste, from the beginning. And the aftertaste is kind of... For me, the second time I tasted it, it just, it just all, it was all aftertaste. It just, the aftertaste was the front taste. Um, I'm going to borrow a phrase from Missy's boyfriend. That tastes like Poseidon's salty asshole. It's not good. I don't like it. It's, it's bad. Okay. It's the bitterness, I think. Michael? Um, <clears throat> so, my first taste, I, I got that port right up front. I actually kind of liked it. And then immediately kind of drops out, and I got this really bitter, earthy, uh, kind of planty taste. Um, and the first thing I thought of, which I know Randy will reminisce to, is there's this drink that we had in Vegas forever ago, which you had to chew up a particular flower before you drank it. And it was kind of that plant, you know, gardening flavor that you got um, when you were chewing up the plant. Not the drink itself, just chewing the plant. That was immediately what this whole cocktail made me think of. Um, I tried it a couple more sips, and it came back around, and I actually found that if I held it in my mouth, it never really got super bitter. Um, that I actually kind of quite enjoyed just letting it play out in my mouth over about 20, 30 seconds. Was and that the last time nice. you just tasted it right now? Uh, no, right before. When I tried it with the double bourbon, I thought it was gross. I thought it was bourbon with something bad in it. Yeah, that's what um, I thought, too. But I thought it was better before the double bourbon, and um, but I, only if you I held on to like it, and even then... Probably not my cocktail. I feel like the bourbon's drowning out everything else, and that's what's making it better. It made it better, but it's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a question real quick. So, uh, Chris, you mentioned earlier uh, certain types of ports uh, typically are used for these kinds of drinks. What, do you mind reminding us what types those are? A ruby port. Number two is a ruby, right? What Number two a, was a ruby. What is a ruby port? It's, it's not quite an emerald port. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd be very interested to try this because I'm, I'm also noticing that it's for a lot of people, this was their favorite one on its own happened to go badly with this, but the one that a lot of people seem to dislike on its own, I'd be really interested to try that pairing at some point. It I might actually make this a lot better. We might, uh, we might play with that. I also just hate aperitifs, though. Also remember that this is a this is an old cocktail recipe, and um, when when cocktails first came about uh, back in the you know, Professor Taylor days of things, um, everyone liked bitters in their cocktails. We've only more recently wanted to get to a more sweetened, fruit forward cocktail, so that's why this is probably again something made years back, but yet at the same time. Not something that's probably carried on as well because it doesn't have that sweetness. Miss, you wanted to come back to some some flavors in, or? Yes, I do. I can't shake the, and I know I might have been primed by the name, but I feel like it tastes like beets. It has that sort of cherry grape sweetness to it, but the earthiness of the beet. It doesn't quite have that texture that makes it feel dirty, but. Okay. I'm guessing for the most part. This cocktail did not go over well at this table. No. No? If you could just capture the very first part of the taste and avoid the back half, and I tried to do that by holding it in longer, and it just prolonged the inevitable. But yeah, if you could just capture that first part, that would be good. That I would might just do just like the port with bourbon. Yeah, that would just be port. Yeah. No, no, I literally had port and bourbon taste from the beginning, and it was nice. So you just didn't like the parody. You didn't like the... You just want a fortified, fortified wine. Real though, are we out of time? Like, could we try another a variation on this? We might do it off off the record because I think this that we wanted to go one shot and done. Because part of what my proof with this podcast is is that the best cocktails are not always made with the most expensive or the best tasting alcohols. We kind of covered that when we went and did the um, uh, the mules and the bucks because man, we found certain certain uh, ginger ales and ginger beers just paired awful with certain with certain alcohols and mixed very well with others in the same bottle so I want to we'll, we'll keep it to one we'll make one off the record um, but I think as far as this table is concerned um, this cocktail it's an imperfect pour and with that good night <laughs>